I think Roland O'Gara could be managing the Cork Hurlers, the Irish soccer team. He could be managing anything. He's got the X factor. To win two Champions Cups with a club that doesn't really have that much of a history in the game. OTB AM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. With the sun shining for the foreseeable future, it's the perfect opportunity to get out and get active. And Grant Thornton Ireland is encouraging you to do just that with the return of its GT 5K race series this summer. The Irish Olympian Dervil O'Rourke is back as the national race ambassador with the first race of the series kicking off in her native Cork on June the 13th. Dervil, how are things? Good morning. Things are great. How are you? Keeping well, keeping well. We're flying it here. Um, it's funny, I was reading the... Uh, well, we had a conversation over the last week or two. We were talking about the the GEA conversation about the under-12s and the competition and it kind of blew up on, on Twitter as this thing, you know, should should we have competition for under-12s and, and should this be a thing? You wrote a you wrote a piece actually in the Examiner, I think, in the last month or two. We were talking about this, where you, you've, you've two kids yourself of that age now where they're getting involved in sport. What, what's your take on all this and, and um, I guess finding the right balance between competition and and enjoyment really? First of all, you have, I'm sorry about my dog. She's a bit elderly and she gets out a bit. Um, clearly, she's got really big views on this. I find it I find it fascinating, right? I find it fascinating from so many angles because obviously I come from the elite end of sport where I was that kid that I was winning from when I was young. Like So for me, sport always felt, it gave me a lot. It felt very easy, particularly as that kid that was winning. And now I see, like, I'm in, I have two, I have a four-year-old, I have a seven, almost eight-year-old. But the other thing I've started doing is in the past two years, I've started coaching a lot more, like just voluntary coaching. And I've coached from every level, from like the high performance level of an athlete, you know, going to a major champs down to a six-year-old in my local school. Um, So for me, I think there needs to be such a balance. Like, I, I think... And I guess I feel quite passionate about girls as well. Like, I think girls need to feel like they have a place in sport and that it feels like easy and doable for them to move. And I think that can start to feel really difficult really quickly. And I see the competitive side of it, like with, you know, even my daughter, like she she wants she wants the crack um, and she doesn't want to be bored. But the competitive side of it isn't a big thing for her. And you know, obviously, like in my house, like my husband went to the Olympics as well. We're obviously quite competitive people. So I think it's massively important that we come at this. For me, success is that your kids are still moving in 10 years. It's not that your kids are necessarily trying to go to the Olympics because that's such a tiny part of sport. Um, so, yeah, I do feel very passionate about it. Sorry, that was a bit of a long ramble. No, no, it's fascinating because you obviously have that experience of, of being a competitive professional athlete as someone who was involved in sport yourself growing up and then to have kids as well coming into it. Where you're, I guess you're trying to find that balance and, and you see so many parents, and, and Jer spoke about it yesterday, you see parents at, at sidelines of underage soccer matches or Gaelic matches in this country who are essentially trying to live out their their broken sporting dreams through their kids, which is which is terrible really. Yeah, it's interesting to me. I think I've probably learned more from coaching, actually, than not that I haven't learned from the kids. The kids would be very insulted. Um, I, I think when you coach, actually, you see, and I think it would be good, actually, for every every adult. I'm going to let the dog out. You're just going to drive me No worries. <laughs> you apologize. It's a full-time job. It's busy. The dogs keep you busy as well, John. Do you have a dog yourself? 
not at the moment, no. Um, big big time for dogs, but um, you're not a cat yeah, man. Um, cat, cats are. Don't I'd like have to th- kick you out of studio if you're a cat, cat man. The, the, the way that cats play with mice was not dog. a fan. Yeah. Hop in, yeah, they're, oh, they're, they're you're back, yeah. yeah. You're a dog. I'm back, I'm back. The dog thing's um, somewhat relevant because Berlino is the name of the mascot at the 2009 Olympic or 2009 World Championships because my then boyfriend had a bet with me that I couldn't make a world final. And that if I did, that he would get me a dog. And she is that dog from 2009. Wow. There's a nice legacy there of the then boyfriend. <laughs> then boy, but now husband. So, you know, it's, it all worked out well. Anyway, sorry, back to... Uh, back I have to, to ask you about the name Navarchi later on as well, because I know that's significant, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, you can ask me about that. Um, yeah, so, uh, yes, yeah, so sorry, from, from a coaching perspective. So for me, as I said, like in the past, when I first retired... I didn't really coach at all, right? I was really busy with life, ha- starting to have babies, starting my business, you know, doing doing different things. And in the past two years, I've definitely gone more into that mode of like giving back because I've kind of come full circle. I feel like I've had enough distance from, I've had enough distance from the sport to actually, to actually feel like I can go at it maybe from a, a more, a more maybe relaxed perspective with less bias of my own experience and less of that high performance mindset maybe in some ways it's good and in some ways you need to park it but I think I think anybody who anybody who has a child should be involved in volunteer coaching is actually something I think um and for me it's taught me a huge amount because I know I like as I said at the moment I'm, I'm coaching a group of girls at the moment right yeah. and the facets of them I'm running in the Cork City Sports on Thursday. I don't know if that's something you you guys have heard of. It's like a sprint event in Cork. It happens every year. Every Pretty much every school in Cork takes part in it. 60 metres, 80 metres, 100 metres. It's amazing, right? Happens for boys and girls. So I'm coaching the girls that are doing that. But when I started coaching those girls, I had this this moment where I was like, like my daughter is not one of the girls who made that team. And I was like, I shouldn't just be there coaching the really fast girls it's just as important as the girls who aren't fast, that they get a little bit of exposure to maybe someone they might know from something, you know, they might know me from fitness family or they might know me from my athletics career or something else. So, and I have had, I swear, I'm not just saying it, just as much enjoyment from coaching the girls that look nervous and apprehensive and, you know, they don't want to move mm. to the girls who are actually going and trying to do really well on Thursday in that big meet. So I think as, as a person, you have to stand back and go, what's this all about? Like, it's about, people feeling good about themselves and you have to park that <coughs> metal side if that makes sense it must be it must be a strange one for parents well there I remember when I was a kid I always used to marvel at like there were parents who um on one level would be at every game and would shout um you know cheer on their kids almost at the expense of everyone else which I wasn't a big fan of then there are parents who literally never went to see their son play never they'd never be at a game from first game in the league to the county championship never went to games and I always wondered why that was the case but nowadays you've obviously parents as well and I see this in my own family that you know they've so much to do to and from bringing them here and there and you're like what is the balance of all this yeah, the, ba- the balance is an interesting one as well. Like, for, so for me, just with my kids, um, I like my son is quite young. Like, he's he's only four, so like he does a bit of gymnastics once a week, and I mean, I'd say a bit of gymnastics. That's very loose because I don't know. Does he actually listen and do anything? He just runs around and has the crack. Um, but my daughter's in my daughter's in much more. So my my thing, I guess, with my kids is again, it's back to the individual kid. Like, I know what my daughter like. She 
she responds really well to moving her body. She feels really good if she moves. So I aim to go, okay, is there something, is there something she can do most days that help her, helps her to move? But then the other thing I do is I kind of judge it. It's almost like, I hate using this word that makes it sound really formal. It's almost like doing an audit, like every few months, like for your, because most, most of us as parents are working and trying to balance everything. So it's like, can you sit down every three to six months and go, okay, what's the balance here? Like what's tipping us over the edge? Like what, what's the reality? What, what are they getting out of this sport? Are they enjoying it? Are they miserable? Like, is there something else you can slot in, take out? And like, yes, like, as I said, my daughter does loads of stuff, but last night I spent probably an hour outside of her where we did a combination of like messing around the basketball. She made me go into the trampoline with her for ages. Um, and just lots of just very informal exercise. And that's the thing as well. I think we get very caught up in like, you know, be, being able to, and I, and I hear it. I hear it in other parents. I hear it when I coach of someone wants to be able to kind of label, oh, my kid's really fast at this or, you know, such and such a kid is great at doing that. As opposed to saying like, like some days I walk my daughter to school, right? And I'm lucky in that I can make that work with my own work. Um, and I live close enough to the school to do that. But for me, that's a massive success that like I can get up and I sh- the two of us can walk to school together, chat like that's really good exercise. So, uh, you know, I think people get caught up in, yes, I, I do think they get caught up in the competitive side. And I'm sitting here now as someone like who went to the Olympics as the most competitive kid <laughs> in the world. I wanted to, I was challenging every kid that I grew up with to race, but not every kid is like that. And in fact, most kids probably aren't like that. So I think it's really important to make those kids feel empowered to move their bodies because that's a tool for life really really important it's funny because I was, I was actually reading an interview it uh, brings us nicely to, to Rashida Adelecki because I was reading an interview with her and she was talking about her earliest sporting memory being I think it was, she was in primary school and winning a, a 50 metre sprint race and you know her teachers were whatever saying you're you're fast um, and obviously it, it taken off from there Um I mean, and Derv- she was. And she, she, literally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the records that just keep come tumbling down, and again at the weekend, Derville, at the numbers just, um, you know, a sub fifty second display again. Personal best time of forty nine point five four over four hundred meters. I mean, Rashida's just unbelievable, isn't she? Yeah, she's other level. She's other level. Like, you know, I suppose myself and say the other, the other athletes that are out the other side of our career get the athletes that have a bit of profile that come on and we talk about athletes we're always really careful when we're talking to like bring down expectation because it's a really hard thing to carry and when we see you know young underage athletes being prodigies and doing really well at like world under 20s european under 20s breaking records we're always like okay calm it down let's not put the pressure on because that transition from being a 19 year old to being a really good 20 something in the senior level is so difficult but I genuinely believe Rashid is very different to that. Um, she's actually at that level now globally. Like she, she, and I said this to Rob Heffernan last summer, I said, you know what, Rashida, Rashida will have a crack off the podium in Budapest and she'll have an even bigger crack off the podium in Paris. Like she is coming for everything in the sport and like you just love to see it because I don't honestly believe we've ever had a talent like her. And I say that with saying, you know, I think Sonia Sullivan, the queen, I think she's unbelievable. But I think Rashida will go places maybe even Sonia didn't. And that is phenomenal. It's phenomenal that we all get to witness it. And it's, yeah, it's incredible. I can't say enough good stuff about her other than she's the full package. I think physically she's obviously incredible. 
But I think her big attribute is her mental capacity to cope with stress, to want to compete again. We know you talk about there's a small percentage of people who have a real bite and want to go after it hard. And you see it in them. Like you see it that they're the type of people when there's a bit of blood in the water, they're going to go. And like Rashid is one of them. And it's it's a joy. It's a joy to watch. And her career, as short as it's been, has been phenomenal. If you haven't got people excited for the Paris Olympics now, then I don't know. I don't know how you're going to do it because that was yeah. That's that's really got me excited for for Rashida across the next year, year and a half, two years. I mean, I remember the tweet. Uh, was in the last six months. Michael Johnson put out the tweet, a video of one of her races over in over in America, and he said. Um, it's a bit of advice for her. Look out when she learns to use those arms. She's carrying them instead of using them to drive the legs. The difference is significant over 400. It helps increase speed and reduce fatigue. But as you say, she has time to, I guess, improve on little, little small things like that, Derville, that, that can make a huge difference. Yeah, she has She has so much time. But it's interesting. I remember being in a studio you know, with Sonia and we were talking about Jakob Ingebrigtsen, you know, the Norwegian... Mm superstar he's won like multiple olympics worlds europeans and he was really young at a european championships a few years ago and i remember sonia saying something along the lines of you know if you're good enough you're old enough like and she's only 20 but she's good enough so she's old enough for us to be talking about her in this context but also in terms of scope for improvement yes of course she has scope but she she's an incredible coach and coach flow over there in texas and he'll be looking and there's a certain way people run naturally and like Michael Johnson knows that better than anyone because his technique was so unique and I think she runs a certain way and she has a certain flow and like when her when you see her um how she covers the ground it's majestic it's it's incredible it's such a gift and it'll be interesting to see those little tweaks she makes because you don't want to go too far away from what makes you naturally good and like for me what makes her naturally good is how, how well she covers the ground with ease um, and then the fact that she's got this unbelievable natural speed, like mm. those, to me, those are her physical attributes that are so good. So it will be interesting to see, you know, what the little tweaks she makes. I think learning the event is massive. Like this is her first year really doing a full year of 400. We saw her at Europeans last year. She was gutted not to medal at Europeans. And in many ways, she had no right to think she was on the podium, yet she did, which goes back to her kind of mental fortitude and attitude. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Like I, lo- I love the- that the likes of Michael Johnson is talking about her because mm. I'm not sure we've ever really had that before. You know, <laughs> we spoke to Eddie Dunbar as well. Like, how does Irish athletics market her in terms of um, this is the possibility? I mean, this is this is a superstar, pretty much. Do you know what? She's a global superstar, and I honestly believe that. Like, I, I think it's just a case of everyone goes along for the ride and enjoys enjoys being on it because. Rashida will I think try I think she could potentially be the biggest sports star we've ever had and that sort of you know those people that kind of transcend here like you know like with the utmost respect like say when myself and you know the likes of David Gillick Rob Heffernan on our day if everything <coughs> went right you know we could have a crack at it whereas I think Rashida will be at that level all the time so how do you market it I think from an Athletic Ireland perspective, like it's about relationship management. It's about doing the things that help her and facilitate her. The fact that she's not based in Ireland, I honestly believe is a really good thing for her. Ireland's amazing. We all love being here, but it comes with a lot of pressure. We're a very small nation and she has the capacity to be so great that that's a lot of pressure to carry. And I think 
when you're actually physically removed from it, it makes it, it does make it easier. Um, so I think, yeah, for, from all of her perspectives, it's about being guided by what she'll do because I think she actually enjoys the pressure. I think she enjoys knowing people are talking about her. Um, she doesn't shy away from it. So, but you have to still remember, this is a, this is a 20 year old. You know, think about all of us at 20. Mm-hmm. Like it's very young. Yeah, Jesus, it's mad when you put it like that. Like, and it makes sense. Like, if she was an American athlete in Austin, doing what she's doing, the hype train would just be on another planet. It would just be incredible about her. Um, but as you say, you mentioned her mental fortitude there a minute ago, Derville. Like, and, and I remember her being asked recently about how she gets over a bad performance, and she says she just tries to have short-term memory. Um, remember that one race doesn't define her. Get over it. Use it as motivation as well to, to bounce back. For a twenty-year-old, just to even come out with things like that is just remarkable. It's, it, as you said, mental fortitude is on a, another level. It is. It is remarkable. But she's always been really remarkable. Like she's always had that bit of wisdom around performance, and like it's probably the biggest skill that you can teach. And you know, even kind of going back to to kids in sport, that you can teach them that at the end of the day, it's only a game. It's only running. It's only like, even what Rashida does. Yeah, it's really important to us and we all love it. And we're here, we're here for the journey, but she's running around a lap. Like there's a lot bigger and worse things that go on in life. So I think if you can keep that perspective, it's a phenomenal tool because that is the thing as the stakes go higher, that will destroy you. You know, it's the thing as an athlete where you lose that perspective that it's just running and it's just a game and it's not, it isn't life. Mm. Yes, it's very important, but it's important in a moment. And the fact that she has that already, you know, at her age. And also, you know, something that I think is really, really benefiting her, that she's not totally dominating. So she's over there in the US. She's in their collegiate system. There's a girl, Britton Wilson. She's run 49 low, which is a couple of meters quicker than what Rashida's run now. So the fact that Rashida's not necessarily the top top right now in within that system that's really good for her because that will keep her hungry and give her that fight and also she's got a girl in her training group julian alfred who's incredible over 100 200 so you have to think every time she goes training she's got a girl that's better than her on speed and then when she's coming out racing there's a girl who's dropped faster times than her so there's an element of that that will be a niggle for her and that's a good thing like you want her to have that the whole way hopefully up to budapest and world championships 100% gives her that extra motivation consistently uh, Derville you've really got us excited about the career of Rashid Adelecki as if we weren't already excited enough but um, really delighted you could join us this morning thanks a million enjoyed the chat guys thanks for having me OTB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now